And now, it's Pop Culture Shock with Ben Jammin and Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Shock. I am your host, Ben Jammin, with my lovely co-host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Hollywood. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, it's a great night to watch a movie. Yes, it (laughs) is. Today's episode, season two, episode two of Pop Culture Shock, we are talking about our favorite Pixar films. There's 23 feature films from Pixar uh, we are going to discuss some of our favorites, some of maybe the ones that we don't really care about too much. Then we're also going to go talk about some other things as well. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, Pop Culture Shock. And we are also having a tournament right now, kind of like March Madness uh, basketball tournament just got over. So we are having our... Um, our movie love song movie love songs (laughs) yes so make sure you go on our facebook page and make sure you vote for uh, the favorite movie love songs uh this tournament is going to still be going on for the next few weeks and we will see people's choice what is the favorite movie love song of all time so that is our tournament be sure to check that out uh also you can check us out on uh, instagram or twitter um but uh, before we get into our Pixar favorite movies, let's take one little commercial and talk about Byron Brubaker's awesome book that you can get on Amazon. So uh, be sure to check out this uh, commercial spot about the, uh, his book, and then we'll come right back and talk all about Pixar. Be a time traveler. Travel from gravity to a trip to the moon and everywhere in between. Create your own adventure. Reading each movie review. Start at the end or at the beginning. From George Millier's classic silent, A Trip to the Moon, will you choose Jason and the Argonauts, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? It's a mad, 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 mad world. Blazing saddles. Or... Will you choose to jump to Avatar, Dances with Wolves, Stagecoach, The Poseidon Adventure. Read about movies, watch movies, enjoy your own adventure. 100 plus years of movies, Musings of a Flickster Super Reviewer by Byron Brubaker on Amazon now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pop Culture Shock with Ben Jammin in Hollywood. Uh, I hey, hey. I, of course, am Benjamin today, and she is Hollywood, our two-time Emmy Award winner. Uh, So glad that you can join me for another pop culture shock adventure. Uh, Today, we're talking all things Pixar. Uh, You and I are both a fan, major fan of Pixar films. Big Uh, fan of Pixar. So warm and fuzzy. uh, Almost all of them. There's there's a few out there that you, you... I'm glad I watched them once, but... Um, but there's some of them out there I can watch like a million times, but we'll get more Mm -hmm. into that here in a little bit. But first off, uh, Hollywood is going to tell you all about some special Pixar news that she just found out. It's very exciting. So, and it's actually something that has actually been out there for a little while, but not that many people probably know about it. And that is, if you are a Pixar fan and if you are, interested in writing, you know, stories or getting into filmmaking or even um, like with playwriting or anything and any type of like storytelling or creative writing, 
Pixar actually has a course that they have put online and it is free. (laughs) It's free. And I took it. I took it actually a few months ago because, you know, pandemic, we're bored at home, stuck at home bored. (laughs) And so when I, I had seen an article about it, um, and I clicked on it. I was like, what it's free. And it is. And it was, I took a bunch of notes and it actually has, has helped me because I am personally am developing a story, um, a series of stories. And, um, it was really intuitive. It was really helpful. It was interesting to hear from creators of all the big name Pixar movies. Um, people who have worked on some of the story development, some of the characters and, um, not really as much on the animation or any of the technical stuff, but the people who were really um, putting together the meaningful parts of the stories and character development. And so it was a great course. And so I just want to put a plug out there for, um, for Pixar and like, thank you, Pixar, for putting out some great information um, uh, freely available for people who really want to get into this type of work. So it's called, they so they can find it at Khan Academy. That's K-H-A-N Academy. Um, uh, and you could do a Google search for it or whatever, but it's um, the Pixar in a box is what it is called. Pixar in a box, the art of storytelling, a free course. So go and check that out. If you're anyone who is interested in storytelling and learning how to, to be a better storyteller when it comes to the emotional, you know, storylines that they can come up with. It's really, really is fantastic. And I learned a lot. So K-H- K-A-H-N. K-H-A-N. Oh, K-H-A-N. Yes. Okay. K-H-A-N. Khan Academy. Khan Academy. So what we'll do is we'll put a link up on our Facebook page. Yeah. So you can go to Pop Culture Shock Facebook page and you can learn all about this Khan Academy and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounds really awesome. I wouldn't mind checking that, that out. It was great. I, I took it in a weekend. It was, it was broken up really nicely where you can come back to it later. You can, you know, take a few classes and then, you know, it just goes video by video and it's just a, a self-taught or a self at your own pace kind of thing where you click the next video and learn. So um, it's highly recommend. Oh, awesome. I like that. Uh, like I said, we'll put that on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something else that you guys can check out uh, on Pop Culture Shock on Facebook. Uh, also, if you are kind of coming to us new, um, we're thankful and glad that you're here. But we just want to mention that our first episode of season two uh, is out and it's uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking everything Kevin Bacon and how the movie world and Hollywood sometimes revolves around kevin bacon and that was a lot of fun (laughs) that was Um, fun so definitely be sure to check that out uh you can check these all out on spotify apple uh google podcasts um anchor.fm so check out our season one check out our season two but right now we are in on episode two of season two and we're going to talk everything pixar pixar Um, pixar films um, all right, so Hollywood, you got to check out some Pixar films, and I um, I know a lot about the Pixar films, so let's yeah, put our sure. knowledge together. 
what would what would be the first film you'd like to talk about first? Well, first of all, like as you and I were talking and developing this Pixar podcast and what we wanted to do, we were thinking, hey, let's go back and look at some of the original Pixar movies, right? Yes. Um, we were teenagers when the first Pixar movie ever came out, which was Toy Story. Oh my word! And, we were. In the nineties, yeah. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> we were I teenagers. was a uh, sophomore in high school. We didn't even have Pixar when we were children. Isn't right. that funny? We had these like classic Disney films. <laughs> so. And I remember Pixar being such an iconic thing. I mean, when it came out, it was huge that it was yes. so um, breaking the mold of the, the type of animation with CGI and everything. And um, and and just to go back to that time period and and look at it from the future now that we're, you know, 20 25 25 years yes holy cow oh my gosh um and just uh yeah so so the first movie i wanted to to watch again was toy story the original toy story and that's what i did and it's funny i've seen that movie several times Mm -hmm. and but to go back with the lens of comparing it to now the animation for the most part actually holds up it still really yeah really well and that is it's shocking because of the amount of changes that have happened just in the last 10 years or the last 15 20 years since the year 2000 even with the way digital graphics look or different um just the technical advances that they've been able to make with hair and like realism and shadows and everything yes everything nowadays is like so, so crazy um, with all the detail and, and it's beautiful, but what they, what they were doing back in the nineties was, was so ahead of its time that no wonder it made such a big deal because it really does not really look like the nineties in any other way. You know what I mean? Like when we look at movies in the nineties, they were still standard definition. A lot were still, you know, not animation wise because, you know, there's, there was a lot of 2d animation and and all of that. Um, But just like so much of the nineties had a, a certain style and everything that was very noticeable. And this movie is still like the only thing that, that held up us that, didn't quite still look as good of graphics um, was the human characters. Right, right, right. Because any of the toy characters, you can easily just see, you know, you're not expecting like real, real realistic, but, um, but seeing some of those um, like the human with Andy and Sid, Sid, those were still a little bit, um, I, but I wouldn't say even mediocre to like bad at all. They were just not as detailed as we're used to now in the graphics. And when I was watching this again on Disney Plus, um, it just was interesting to me that it really just only felt like uh, the video games 
now that come out that are like independent video games, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean, or like the video games that are like, eh, they didn't develop everything, but it's a good enough video game and it looks right, good right. and it's fine, you know, like, but then there's the really, you know, the really high end video games that have all this crazy, awesome, detailed graphics and all the CGI in them, but it still looked good for, you know, for a nowadays type of film. Well, you figure back in the 90s, I mean, we had, we have now, I mean, back then they were really awesome Disney films, but now they're kind of like the new Disney classics. But we had The Lion King, we had Aladdin, we had Beauty and the Beast. Yes, we um, had those types so, of And then you compare that animation. to Toy Story. By far like, completely different. <laughs> oh my word, yes. Like the graphics and even all the, how colorful it is. Um, mm-hmm. You can definitely tell the major difference. Yeah. And what we haven't talked about that yet for Toy Story also is the fact that the story was a very unique and brand new concept as well, because at the time we were used to Disney films being like, like you said, almost like the fairy tale, all the different types of fairy tale sort of stories that you sort of already heard of. And then it was a Disney movie, but then comes along the story of these toys and Andy and they, they want to make sure that they get to stay with Andy that, you know, and that, that kind of story had never been seen before. And it actually had like such a human emotion to it, to these toys. So it was, you know, so great. And you none know? of the human parents died. Because that happened like in all the Disney movies. There was always a parent that died <laughs> in almost every Disney movie. But there was no Andy's mom. I mean, we don't know mm-hmm. about Andy's dad, but we Andy's mom <laughs> was in all the films, I believe. And so um, it's just kind of funny, uh, you know. But yeah, it was like the toys come to life. It was like we were watching mm-hmm. puppetry. It was uh, it was really, really cool. Were you team Woody or team Buzz? Team Woody all the way. Yeah. I'm, but but I'm always a Tom Hanks fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I enjoy Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Um, Tim Allen in the Santa Claus movies and stuff yeah. like that. And, and but speaking of, that was also a really huge thing was having like big name actors playing right. the characters because a lot of previous to that also, like the animated films, you wouldn't necessarily know very many of the voices that right. were attached to the characters you were watching. Um, and voice acting was kind of a different thing. Um, but I think with, with this toy story, it kind of really launched part of the voiceover careers that we, that we see today with oh, yeah. a lot of actors and the crossovers where it's uh, definitely a lot more accepted to be a voiceover actor and a regular actor. Um, after this, you know, instead of, Oh, I'm, I'm just a voiceover actor or whatever. Um, you know, so well, let me give you, here's the, here's the, uh, actors that got to be a part of the toy story in 1995. Man, I can't believe it's been that long, but I know. Tim, I mean, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. I mean, those were two huge names back then. I mean, Tom Tim Allen's kind of well, he's got his Last Man Standing show, mm-hmm. um, and Tom Hanks is still pretty huge. But back then, it was like their height of their the height of them. Yes, um, they were very famous. You have those two mega stars, and you had Don mm-hmm. Don Rickles, Jim Varney, Wallace Shawn, John Ratzenberger, Annie Potts, and mm-hmm. Lauren Metcalf. Um, so they got a lot of comedic stars, 
uh, in there in that cast. It was a great cast. Um, the characters, like I love Slinky Dog. I love uh, oh, yes. T Rex. I love uh, Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato oh, Head, word. like yeah, yeah, Bo Hammy, Peep. the pig. Yeah, Bo Peep. Bo Peep. <laughs> That's amazing, and you fall in love with these characters, and they're just so fun to. And I and I am one person. There might be some people out there that are like. Oh my goodness, not another Toy Story movie. They keep making all these Toy Story films, but I get excited. Yeah, I think they could, honestly, I think they could have stopped at three, but I will say I did enjoy number four. Right. Like it was a little bit of icing on the cake to have number four and bring back some characters, some very strong characters that I Yes, and even added some new characters. (laughs) And new characters. But they tricked us. Forky, yeah. They tricked us because we thought that they were all going to die kind of when they were in that garbage thing and they were going mm-hmm. towards like the fire and we're like, Oh my goodness, are they going to about to kill all the characters off? And then somehow right at the very end, they got, you know, they rescued, they got rescued and stuff. And that's when they were going against uh, Lotso. Yeah. Um, and, and they could very easily have really thought there. they were going <laughs> to, but I am so glad that they brought out toy story Four. I enjoyed it. Bo peep was awesome i love the character the new characters like duke kaboom and uh the bunny and ducky oh yeah and, i forgot about them um so yeah but i i love those we'll talk more about that a little bit later but that toy story franchise i mean now they could be done but i guess they're about to have a prequel come out uh, all about buzz lightyear oh so it's and uh, it's gonna be weird that would be, be interesting, interesting. Because it's like, okay, so, but my wife was like, well, he's a toy. He's in a box. What's the prequel part? And I'm like, well, maybe they're going to talk to us about the movie or cartoon or wherever Buzz Lightyear came from before he became a toy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's going to come out. I think they're working on it and probably won't come out till 2022, possibly. But that's one to look. I mean, I'm sure I'll check it out. Um, you know, just because I love that character, especially if, it, if they're going to keep it Tim Allen. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Funny. One last thing about this movie before we move on to the next one is also something that you love is music. And so we have to mention Toy oh. Story. We have to mention. Yes. Randy. Randy Newman. Newman. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I feel like he you does like every single song. You've got a friend in me. He does like almost all the songs for the Toy Story. Yes. It's so funny. Um, Because he did, for Toy Story 3, he did a song called We Belong Together as mm-hmm. well. And so, yeah. Um, Randy Newman. Uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit later because I, I actually picked five, my favorite five Pixar songs. Because like right. you said, I'm all about the music. And so I'm, I actually made my own Ben's yes. Ultimate pixar uh playlist oh that's awesome so i'll go into that yeah we'll get into that later okay well then let's we'll switch gears to the next film then what do you want so um so the number two movie that pixar ever made was a bug's life now this movie is something that you don't hear about very often there's so many yeah, it doesn't get the love that a lot of other Pixar films have gotten. And so I was thinking, I remember really liking that film when it came out. 
And I was a teenager. I remember I was a counselor at camp (laughs) and we, we would play that for the kids. And I remember really liking it. And that was my memory of that film. Um, But you know, 20 years go by, I haven't even thought of that film in a long time. But then once we started talking about like, Oh, old Pixar, that would be interesting. And he went back and watched this. I love this film. (laughs) I really think that, it should get more love. A Bug's Life was a great little storyline. It is still right up there with like, it, it holds, it holds your attention. It has, you know, all of the, the little ups and downs of that you expect from the Pixar characters and the drama of, you know, um, the stakes that, that are there for, for the bugs. And it's just really funny because being a theater person, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> spoiler alert, the little bug, he goes and, um, and he, he needs help from, he wants to find other bugs, bugs. that can help them fight the what is it cricket the grasshopper the big meat grasshopper that that all their ants hopper yeah kevin spacey was the voice actually which is amazing and it's it was really good and but like he goes out and he finds this theater troupe who is acting out their little play and he thinks they're really actual warriors because they're like doing like these little fake fight scenes and stuff. And it's just so cute because they're like, no, we're just actors. But then, you know, they find out how to be brave anyways. And I love the ending on how just ants, they, they found their strength and they were able to realize that they have each other and that they were stronger. And that's why the grasshopper was, you know, was, was taking advantage of them and that they could fight back and in their own way. And it was just, it was a really great storyline that I think, you know, it easily is, is a great story to, to watch today. Like it totally holds its own. I think they realize that there's strength in numbers. They were getting bullied, but if they all would band together, then they Mm -hmm. would be able to take care of Hopper and his gang yeah, I, I love I used to have it on VHS. I remember mm-hmm. that. I went out and bought it on VHS. <laughs> um, yeah, he, listen to this lineup. I mean, Kevin Spacey, Dave Foley, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Hayden Panettiere. Oh, uh, yeah. She was Phyllis in it. Diller. She was a little one. Phyllis Diller. Yes. Richard Kind, David Hyde Pierce, Dennis Leary, Madeline Kahn. Bonnie mm-hmm. Hunt, John Ratzenberger, and Brad Garrett from Everybody Yes. Oh, yes. And the the character, oh my god, like the little the little ladybug. I mean, the, it's just so there were some really funny parts to this there that is. were uh, unexpected and um and they still, you know, could play today as I I mean, Zootopia is something that was you know, not a Pixar film, but one that I like. Right. Well, and, Zootopia, but yeah. But like, I think that there is a little bit of similarities a bit in um, finding a bug's life. You know, just with with the different types of characters that right. come together and stuff, and it's just really great. Very creative on Pixar to go from toys to bugs. Like, yeah, it amazes me how they can how. Because, okay, you can make toys come to life and you like when you're a little kid and you imagine Mm -hmm. and your baby doll and toys come to life. But then you bring bugs to life 
or you bring cars to life or monsters. You give a lovable side to monsters, uh, which, you know, no one's ever really done. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Pixar got a lot, lot of slack back then because when it was just Pixar, it wasn't owned by Disney. But they brought yeah. out A Bug's Life the same year that Ants came out. And so Pixar yes. got a lot of flack for bringing it out to compete mm-hmm. against Ants. And I tell you what, A Bug's Life blows Ants out of the water. I don't even remember Ants. I Ants, remember there being two movies about bugs, yeah. but I don't remember that one. I remember well, Ants had a lot of vulgar and a lot of yeah. swearing, swear words. Oh. It was like the adult cartoon. Oh, kind of like Shrek. Like that was popular. To yeah. Start a Bug's Life was more the doing. family, but A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. people don't even remember Ants. Yeah, exactly. I don't. So, but that's funny because that is something that happens quite often with movies and studios right. competing against each other. As soon as they get wind that someone's developing a story about this right. one thing, then they hurry up and develop one for themselves so that they can compete and get it out. <laughs> and that's and that's how we get Armageddon versus Deep Impact. You know what I mean? Like I remember that too. Those both yeah. came out around the same time too. It's like uh, Armageddon was way better. Ugh, I'm just saying. Way better. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, I honestly, I absolutely love Toy Story. I absolutely love Bugs Life. I totally agree with you. Uh, what would you give those first two movies? What would you give ranking wise? Like five stars, four stars? What do you think? That is a good question. Um, Toy Story, for the sheer amount of things that it launched, I am going to give it a five. Because it was groundbreaking in so many different ways that I will go ahead and give it a five and it actually does still hold up. So, you know, so five for that. And a Bucks Life, I would give. I think I'm going to give it like a three. I was going to say three and a half. So, Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite movie ever, but I just don't think that it gets it's like, you know, an uncommon one that should have a little more popularity. A little bit more love. Can we give some love to A Bug's Life? And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you haven't checked out uh, any of these films that we t- talk about, please get a subscription to Disney+. Plus. Uh, they're not our sponsor, but that's <laughs> how you can definitely check out all the Pixar films. All of them. <laughs> um, if you've never seen A Bug's Life, because like we said, that's probably not a common one, uh, mm-hmm. then definitely check that out. It's a really good story. Um, what's, uh, what's your number three uh, Pixar film you want to talk about? So the third one, which is actually kind of funny, is that I was going through Disney Plus and I was like, oh, okay, I want to see because I remember loving Monsters, Inc. Okay. so I go through and I'm scrolling through and I click and I start watching Monsters University. Oh, did (laughs) you realize that they were at school? (laughs) About 10 minutes in, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I. Where's the little girl? <laughs> like, right. Wait a minute. Like, I thought they were already scaring. Why are they learning this? They're scare? not at and then work I was right like, now. What? Oh, that's right. And I and I stopped it and I'm like, oh, I'm watching Monsters University, which was one that I had not seen, which actually okay. came out in 2013. So I went ahead and continued watching that um, because. Why not? And I already remember, you know, for the most part, Monsters Universe, uh, Monsters Inc. Right. Um, I just uh, Mike Lebowski. <laughs> right. I mean Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. I said Wazowski. It yeah. I I mixed it up with Le- the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh my word! Can you imagine? Mike Wazowski. <laughs> oh my word! You just. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Mike Wazowski could be a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
There you go. You just this mashed them up. <laughs> I just did a smash the up. Big Wazowski. <laughs> Mike Wazowski yeah so I remember liking Monsters Inc so going into Monsters University um, once I realized what I was watching um, I enjoyed it but it was definitely a sequel yes yes it was actually not that memorable I think Um, sometimes I was like okay I'm kind of getting bored with this because it's a little predictable um unfortunately like i think it could have been like there were a few moments where it was like oh almost laugh out loud kind of funny and little bits of shtick you know mixed in there um but it's not that memorable what do you think of it well that's what happens when you watch movies out of order (laughs) (laughs) um so and you know what now, I, I mean, I guess there could be a thing to it because if you watch movies out of order now, when you go watch Monsters Inc., you're gonna be like, Holy crap, this is freaking awesome compared to Monsters Probably, University. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> Monsters University, you know, Pixar, I love them to death, but they some of their sequels have not hit, like, some of their sequels yeah. have done really well. I actually enjoy um, the Toy Story franchise, but some of the other sequels, like. I don't know, like Incredibles 2, not as good as the first. Monsters University, not as good as the first. Um, Cars, you know, two and three don't compare to the first one. Um, Maybe Finding Dory. Finding Dory was a little cute, but it still doesn't compare to Nemo. Well, it's real hard. It's real tough. What's funny about this one, too, is like I'm watching it and I'm going, this is so familiar because it's literally the plot of nerds <laughs> or revenge oh, of the nerds or whatever. Nerds, yeah. They want to join a fraternity. So they come that's up so with funny. their own because you know, like that's literally revenge of the nerds, yeah. <laughs> but they're monsters like on Alpha a college Delta campus. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I was like, okay, is anything kind of different going to happen? Oh no. Okay. But they didn't no, have I mean, a monster named Booger. sort of, <laughs> They could have had a monster name. They Booger. could have. It may have been a little more memorable if right, had they right. had a monster name. Oh, you know, Ghostbusters have Slimer. Monsters <laughs> University could have had Booger. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, well, yeah, Monsters University. I I'm sorry that you kind of wasted uh, some time and energy watching that. Especially, it's it's it's. I mean, it, it was a it was a good movie. It was a fine. It was okay. Movie. Like I okay. I don't feel like it was a waste. But when I you are expecting. Before, but- when, you're when I was expecting Monsters Inc. Inc., I was like, where's the little girl? <laughs> like, I thought they were scary. Already. That's a huge... It was funny. Problem. It was a little bit of a letdown. Yes. I was like, I'm so confused right now. Why are they in college? Or, like, why is he... He's He, he wants to scare? Like, I thought he's already scary. <laughs> so, right. Wait a minute. They um, learn how funny. to do this? <laughs> um, well, so what would you give that ranking? Mm, a two? A two is what I was kind of thinking. I, yeah. I was thinking two. Yeah. Because, you know, it's still it's still one of the better sequels um, compared to, like, some of the others. But mm-hmm. and it, if it's on, like, if my kids are watching it, I you know, I'll sit down and watch it with them. But it's not a, something I seek out. If that right. Means. Yep. Absolutely. So now when this podcast is over, you got to actually go and watch the regular Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then you'll be remind like, totally myself like, of how wonderful that movie is. I right. remember Monsters it already Inc. being awesome. Monsters Inc. I would totally give probably at least a, maybe a four, four and a yeah. half. Like they do a very well. Billy Crystal and John Goodman just work so well together. And there's another song. John right Goodman. There. Maybe that's why I was confusing it with the Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, because John Goodman's in that too. So that, that is funny. <laughs> that's funny. But they do a song um, from Monsters, Inc. If I didn't have you, Billy Crystal and John Goodman yeah. sing it, during the credits or something. But that's a really nice, touching song. And it kind of, totally. my wife is like, man, you kind of forget how talented Billy Crystal is. You know what I mean? Because, you know. He was a gift for all those years. And yeah, now so, you know, we don't have him. Alive, and then, he, no, we saw Billy Crystal. He's still alive. Well, I know, but we never <laughs> I know he's still alive. I will. I will clarify that. I know that. But okay. like, we don't see him very often. We don't. What is? We don't. What's he in now? Nothing. Right, <laughs> right, right. Maybe he's in something, and I'm not aware of it. But we do not see him. We don't uh, yeah. all the time. Like we, we used hardly to. see him now. Yeah, he come. He, he's like Bill Murray. He basically comes out and does like one movie every couple of years. <laughs> so yeah, but Billy Crystal, he's just so he makes he makes a movie. Uh, and John Goodman does a really good job too. And then, um, and Steve Buscemi as uh, their nemesis, um, <laughs> the monster that kind of disappears. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's creepy. Steve Buscemi is always creepy. He's always creepy, even when it's just his voice. Right. Or he, yeah. <laughs> or even even when he's in Adam Sandler movies or whatever. And I always yeah. tell my wife, I'm like, man, if Steve Buscemi can make it in Hollywood. I gotta have a chance. You know what I mean? Because it's like. Where do they find this guy? But um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Monsters series. I wouldn't mind if they came out with a third one. If they came out with a third one, it I would probably definitely be kind I of I would definitely be checking it. it out. Yeah. Yeah, I would check it out. Um all right. Well, so did you have uh another Pixar movie to uh discuss? So so then I thought, well, why don't we jump forward to okay. now? And um, so there's two films that have come out recently with Pixar. Um, One you and I both enjoyed and one of uh, one of them you and I both did not like. Correct. And we're probably going to get some slack for this. Might get a little bit. But um, so the first one came out last year in 2020 and that was Onward. And I have to say, I really enjoyed this film. I really did. It was. Um, it was touching, like, even though it was, you know, uh, kind of very fantastical with like magic characters and, and elves and, um, and elves and the, um, oh, what's it called? The little guy, what the mythic creature is called a, um, oh, let me look it up here real fast. It's, they're so cute. Well, so yeah, it came out last uh, year. It has manticore. A manticore? A manticore. Yeah. Manticore. <laughs> so Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Were the two were the two brothers, um, and they uh, obviously they already know each other from the Marvel universe because that's Spider Man and Star Lord, right? So they had really good chemistry together, and then you throw in um, Julia Louis Dreyfus again, and, and Octavia Spencer, Octavia voice. Spencer, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that was really cute, and I loved it. Was van. funny. I liked the van. I yeah. liked the the whole storyline where they, you know, that the the mother's trying to find out where they are too, so she has to team up with. Um, with the manticore and uh, and they're just 
you know, and and the the dad is just pants. Like right. they try to bring hilarious. him back. It's just half of with. They can only bring back half of him. <laughs> right. And they really wanted to bring their dad back, and uh, and and but they were still able to connect, and it was it was very sweet. I thought it had the right amount of sentimentality to it that you expect from Pixar without going too cheesy um, and always having, you know, top rate actors that can really pull off the comedy. So I really enjoyed Onward and I do recommend it. Definitely recommend it. If you haven't got to see it, definitely check out Onward on Disney plus. Um, uh, What would you rank it? Oh, that's really tricky because I, I'd probably I would give it a three and a half to four. I was going to say about a four. I would say. And yeah, I'm in between. Yeah. So yeah. I would give it a four because I do love the little elf. There's, they were funny. Yeah. And it was, um, I just, I love anything that's more of the fantastical, like the centaur and the, you know, all these mythical creatures. It was very enjoyable. So, and pixies, gang of pixies. And pixies yeah. the, oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, now we have to discuss the one that we didn't really care for. We like the idea. Don't yeah. get us wrong. We I like had the idea behind really it. high hopes for this. And I think it was because of all of the, um, like, you know, when people are talking about a buzz. film coming out and there's a lot of buzz around it yes. and how great it's going to be. And so you're, and you're, and it's Pixar. Oh my gosh. Yes. When you think of a Pixar film and people are, there's buzz around it. You're going, okay, I'm going to have my tissues ready. (laughs) I am like, you've set the bar with these movies like up before or like inside out or, you know, Wally, like all these movies that have so much heart to them. And then it's literally called soul (laughs) and it's a black man. So I was so sold i couldn't wait and when it came out i saw it the weekend it came out like clicked and watched it um with my nieces and even my nieces were not not impressed like it's it's kind of weird that i really wanted to watch to like it and it's one of those um under deliver what's the saying over promise under deliver or under promise and over deliver right and i think that this movie was oversold yes. and under delivered. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is there's a lot of people that we're friends with on Facebook and blah, 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 mm-hmm. that absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably be upset that, yeah. we're, that we're upset that we're talking bad about it, but we don't, <laughs> we're not saying it's a terrible film. We're just saying we couldn't connect with it and we couldn't get into it. Right. And, and I did connect to different parts of it. I connected to, um, the, the storyline. I wanted the black, the guy, the character, you know, it's Jamie Foxx. And, um, like I connected to the fact that he was, you know, a musician and he wanted to, you know, like to totally make that as his career and to be able to live that way. And the struggle with his, you know, his family, not understanding him as an artist and, and the ideas of the soul. And when, when he went there, but the one main thing I just could not get past was Tina Fey's voice when it became, when she was inside of the character like I I just it just rubs me the wrong way and I 
you know, I just I think they could have gotten, you know, I love Tina Fey, but they could have gotten a black voice. They could have gotten Octavia for, Spencer for, again. Yeah, they could have exactly. You know, um, to Spencer, at least be a Viola black Davis. woman's voice, or 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 even just the the characters and how it there's different ways to develop the story. And I don't think that they fully fleshed out maybe some of the options that they did have when it came to that character falling down and becoming something like, of course, I absolutely want to connect with the, the character, you know, like I, and I, and I do, you know, Joe Gardner, that's his name, right? Like I, yeah, I, I do. And, and the character of the, the little soul person. 22 is her name. Yeah. 22 is a character name. Yeah. 22 was the character. Yeah. And 22 agrees, you know, and so, and I, and I, I love the journey of that 22 getting to be learning about what is a soul and what that connection can be. And that spark and that creative beauty. And I am all about that, you know, like, but somehow it just didn't hit the mark. There were things that I was maybe expecting and, and I was expecting, you know, to be honest by the end, you know, it wasn't just like the, the, the character, you know, swapping the, the characters or whatever, but like, right. even by the end, I was expecting to be even more connected to Joe and, or, or feel like he, I don't know, like the at, by the end that I wanted to cry. I didn't cry at the end. I don't know if that, <laughs> you know, with Pixar, you you're like, oh, man, that was so emotional. Like, I feel right. like I'm wrecked. And maybe at the time also when I watched it, to be clear, I was going through my own personal grief with my my father passing. So maybe I was already exhausted from crying. That, you were all that cried just, out. I was already at a, like a super heightened level of what I would have expected right. to make me cry. So maybe that was it because I did connect to different parts of the story. But I don't know. What about you? I enjoy. I was telling you, uh, you know, before we started, I really enjoyed the barber shop scene. Um, I watched a special on. Um, are on Disney Plus, like a behind the scenes making of Soul. And they were talking about, you know, this this black gentleman, he's one of the writers, and he said that he woke up in the middle of the night and he contacted the director and told him that, you know, you got him looking, you know, trying to look his best and get a brand new suit. And he goes, I just think that we're not doing enough for the Joe character to make him seem natural, make him seem real. And so he goes, what if we put him in a barber shop? And then the director's like, well, I don't know. We, you know, we're, we're doing the suit thing. And, and the, the black gentleman, the writer, he's like, look, I'm right now on camera. I shouldn't even be on camera without having a haircut. If he's mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, that is thing, that's that's part of the culture. Thing. That's what they Absolutely. do. They get a fancy suit. They get their hair done and they got to go to a barbershop. And so Mm -hmm. the director was like, all right, you know what? And that's part of, that's part of culture for them too. Like that's, that's part of their community and they talk and they're, you know, that's yeah. So the director's like, okay, well, why don't you write the scene and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start drawing it. That was actually a very beautiful scene. I did like that. I love it. But it also reminds me of like the coming to America barbershop, Mm -hmm. like with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall or, Mm -hmm. or barbershop movies. Like I like those with ice cube and stuff. Yes, um, and so that that was definitely a, a good thing that they added into that movie to make it 
the character seemed more real and more natural. Wow, I can't imagine that movie without that scene. Yeah, because it almost didn't have definitely it. would not even have as much heart without right. that scene, even because what are you trying to do? Like, I get, I get the idea. You're trying to humanize, you know, this man, and yeah. that is that that makes him and especially when you're literally calling it soul and it's all about like the art and connecting to your your higher being and your higher purpose in life um i thought the music was good because you know yeah oh yeah the music i love listening to that jazz yeah the the jazz and the piano and the uh i love that i just Mm -hmm. for me i'm watching it with my family my kids we just we couldn't get into it it wasn't all that funny you know what I mean? It was like right. only one or two funny parts and it was just kind of, you know, but, but I will say that if there are, if there are people or if there are little black boys and little black girls and people of color who really do connect and see themselves in that, then I'm really proud of Pixar for, for doing yes, that. I love absolutely. that they are progressive in that way and absolutely 100% support that. So I I definitely don't want this conversation to go in the territory of thinking that I wouldn't support that character at all, oh, because right, right. I, I love the fact that Pixar brings people together in all the different ways and just like Coco, you know, and oh, yeah. you know, so if those are inspiring, even though, you know, me and you sitting, you know, as white people sitting at home and watching it and feeling like we're not connecting doesn't mean it's not a great movie. It's just not our cup of tea and that's okay. Right. That's, that's what, that's what the movies are all about. So I tell you what, I absolutely love loved Coco. So oh, so did I. And, I. That was so the music was amazing. I loved learning about like oh, the, the, the Day of the Dead and the stuff like that. Death. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Coco. I just for some reason, I w- yes, I wish gold. they could have done something a little more yeah. like Coco. I mean, I know yeah. that each each film is its own thing, but there's so much more potential. They should have just had more black people on their writing. <laughs> right, and even because it would have been more authentic. Like if they right. had, they had like actual black, like all black cast. Why can't you do that? <laughs> like, right, right. And why I did love, you have to have Tina, Tina Fey? Fey? I just, I love Tina Fey, but like, but, why didn't you make it completely authentic then and make it and go go that far, like go further right. with it, so that so that we don't feel like you're just being, you know, presenting one thing. Oh, here you go. There's a black guy on. You know, we did a Pixar about a black man and his, you know, his struggle to be a musician. Well, do it right. Like do it, do more, do more to make it feel the feels that we get from other Pixar films. True. That's it. (laughs) Very well said, Hollywood. Anyways. Well said. (laughs) There's my rant on that. Um, Let's move on. You said that there, uh, I think you told me earlier that there's a new uh, Pixar movie coming out. There is a new Pixar movie coming out. Let me tell you about it. Give us um, the deets. The deets. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Just the facts, Hollywood. I have Just to, the facts. She I has have to, to find, find. All right, well, <laughs> while you're doing that, while you're looking that up, let me give you, like I said, I'm all about the music. I'm all about some of the, so- the songs. So this is Ben Jamin's Pixar Ultimate Soundtrack, my, my top five songs. If I was going to make a mixtape, I have to have You've Got a Friend in Me. Uh, from Toy Story. You gotta have Life as a Highway from Rascal Flatts for the Cars film. If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc. by Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Ooh. Another Randy Newman, We Belong Together from Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have, I don't know the artist, but you have to have Remember Me from Coco. 
because that yes. song was so touching. That um, was oh, that made me cry. Yeah, see, so that's that what I'm talking about. Five. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that would be my five top five Pixar ultimate soundtrack music, music soundtrack. That's my mixtape. Um, and my son, my son will walk around the house and he'll be like, remember me. So he'll just start singing it. So I, I do, I do enjoy Even thinking about that makes me want to cry. I'm like getting a little verklempt here. Yeah. (sighs) (sighs) Okay. Well, I found, is that, that was your pop five, right? For the, of the music, right? That was my music soundtrack. That was your music soundtrack playlist. Um, so a new movie coming out by Pixar it's going to be coming out in June. It says the release date is June 16th. To be tentative. Tentative. They keep moving Tentative. June, sometime in June, sometime this <laughs> Hopefully summer. Hopefully this year, 2021. It's 2021 <laughs> on it. So they've released the, the teaser trailer for this movie. It's called Luca. And it looks really cute. Um, so here's the description. Set in a beautiful seaside town in the Italian Riviera, the original animated feature is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Lucas <laughs> shares these adventures with his newfound best friend. But all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another what? world just below the water's surface. I love when I when I was like, what are they getting at? And like, right. Um, in the trailer, it was just so cute to see. Like, as soon as they hit the water, they become like little sea creatures. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so who's in it? Do you know who's in it? Oh, Jacob Trimbley, actually, a little boy okay. who okay. he's already been, you know, an Oscar contender for. Yeah room i think was the film like a few years ago and he's been on several movies um as a little boy so he's popular so he plays luca and then of course john ratzenberger <laughs> and my rudolph those are uh oh, those are the three, three famous names that i see so far that are attached to it so um so looking forward to that so luca on disney plus coming in the summer you know that was an 80s song luca my name luca. is luca I live on the second floor. Do you remember that? Have you heard that? I I do not remember that. <laughs> As a music person, I, I don't know I'm, what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, you mentioned John Ratzenberger. Let's talk about him for a second. So most people know him before Pixar as Cliff Clavin from Cheers. He was on like all 10, 12 seasons of Cheers. Uh, the mailman, Cliff Clavin. But I tell you what. John Ratzenberger is the only voice to be in all Pixar feature films. He's the only actor to have a voice. Every single one? All All 23. Well, now it's going to be 24 with Luca. Wow. That's really fascinating. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's in all four Toy Stories. He's in Bugs, Life, both Monsters, Inc. movies, both Finding Nemo and Dory, both Incredibles. All three cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Brave, Inside Out, Good Dinosaur, Coco, Onward, Soul, and now Luca. That is amazing that he they he they keep bringing him back. You know, they, they bring him back for the next Pixar film. It's just amazing. He, I always love his characters. Um, and his voice is so unique. Like, he really does bring a certain gruffness to, yeah. his, to the characters. And that's so funny that he 
can be a character in every single film. Like it is awesome. And every Pixar, there's a way to have John Ratzenberger. How can we voice get John in Ratzenberger in this film? It's almost we like the Marvel a universe. For where they're, like, they're like Stan Lee. How can we get Stan Lee in the film? And now so they do that for John Ratzenberger for the uh the Pixar universe. So that's that's so funny. What they could do is make a mashup, some Pixar film with all of his characters like all trapped in a movie together somehow and that would be so funny but i guess he would have to voice all the characters so it would just be a one-man show (laughs) maybe not maybe not that's actually that would be such a cool that would be a really cool one-man show like like on on stage on stage yeah yeah it might not work in the the animated film but uh maybe on stage yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) all right so that we got to discuss some of our favorite Pixar films. Um, so right now, let's go into our pop five. This is our favorite Pixar characters. All right, so pop five favorite Pixar characters. We could count down five to one. Um, okay. Why don't you give me your number five first? And then okay, the lowest of the list is number five, right? Yes, the lowest okay. of the list. Sometimes it's a little difficult to rate them because you want to be nice and give <laughs> them all a good score, but I'm going to start number five from the movie Inside Out. Okay. It's actually a duel because, okay. well, technically all of them were inside the head of one oh character. Oh, my right? Loophole. <laughs> Loophole. Um, I loved sadness and joy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, like together it was just perfect. Um, and Phyllis, uh, oh, wait, it's not She's Phyllis. in the office. The lady who plays Phyllis. Wait, what's her name? Um, what is her name? Yeah, Phyllis is her first name. Phyllis Smith. Right. Um, as sadness, like she's brilliant. Like it was. She she does an amazing job. Yeah, and um, and I just I love that movie in general. So um, Phyllis Smith and Amy Poehler as Joy. Um, I really connect to Joy because a lot of times I'm the like most positive person in the world, and I'm the only one in the room who is like usually bouncing up and beaming with joy about something right. so i really connected to those characters I who is it. your number it. five my number five is um we're gonna go to toy story four i love duke kaboom um <laughs> i love i love that keanu reeves is now inserted into the toy oh, story uh that films. is a good character he plays that so fun it's a, it's like the canadian version of evil knievel uh, I absolutely love it. I think he does um, a good job as Duke Kaboom. So that's my number five. Number four. Okay. So number four for me, there's just something about Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. Nice. And Monsters University. Not Lebowski. That, yeah. Not Lebowski. Wazowski. Wazowski. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. And maybe it's just the way he says his name. I don't know. Um, but no, his his little demeanor, his just the way that, you know, it's it's Billy Crystal. I mean, yes, so I love fun. it. Love it. Um, yeah. So that's my number four. Okay. Well, my number four is a two-person combo. And we're gonna go back to Toy Story 4, and we're gonna talk about Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele as <laughs> Bucky and Bunny. Uh, I tell you what, they were a welcome addition to Toy Story 4, just how how their attitude, how they 
interacted with everybody and um and of course they always have chemistry together when they're together yeah uh, those two made a lot of toy story 4 like real fun to watch yeah so and I and they brought like a new energy to it as well right. so right. definitely <laughs> now where was that in soul they could have used right Seal and soul yes that's what i'm talking about like what <laughs> come on there there are so many other like you don't have just jamie fox you have so many other brilliant I know. I know. black and african-american artists that they could have thrown in there and like really sprinkled in like even more so anyways number <laughs> three Back to number three, when this movie came out, I fell in love with something you would never feel like you would never realize that you could fall in love with. And that is a robot. Wally. Wally. (laughs) Wally and Eva. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love Wally. I, I think that they, the way that that, that whole movie in general was was created and 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 scripted and everything was was great but the way that they brought his character like the character of this robot to life with the things that he liked and the things he picked out of the trash and the way that he ooh and ah about different things like it almost felt like we were watching the world through the eyes of a baby or of someone who's just learning about, you know, things, but in a, but in such a messed up way, because it's the world is ending and there's no humans around him. So just, you know, kind of processing things in his own way as a little trash robot. And so number three is my love for Wally. (laughs) <laughs> and you're okay with the fact that he is a total ripoff of Johnny Five from Short Circuit. He totally okay looks like Johnny that. Five. He does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's a good. That's a good character, especially like because that movie hardly has any dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so, so they really have to keep your attention right. with, with his character because there is, there's no talking for like the first half hour at least. I know that, right? right? It's got to be at least half hour. Like, (laughs) it's a lot. Well, I am going to, we're going to go from someone who, or something who didn't talk to someone who talked a lot. And that (laughs) was Russell, the Boy Scout kid from Up. He is my number three. (laughs) He is like excited about everything. He just wants to get this last boy scout badge to honor <laughs> his, you know to, to think that his dad will come back um so uh, i really enjoyed his character um, i want to pinch his, his cheeks <laughs> yeah and i thought the dynamic between him and the um the, you know, the grandpa the old guy. The old guy was uh, yes. was really good dynamic between the two of them but russell was my number three he was a lot of fun carl carl is the old stubborn yeah, yeah, the old man, uh, Carl. Okay, yeah. yeah. Carl now retired, stubbornly hold on to his house. <laughs> so cute. Mm, I love that movie. Okay. Um, number two for me, we're going back to one of the movies that you just mentioned already. And I'm going on the other side of it though, and that's from Toy Story 4, Bo Peep. Nice. Going nice. and saving. <laughs> like I gotta have some female, female characters that really kick booty. And um, I just really, 
love how they brought her character back with like such pizzazz and like I can take care of myself. Let me take let me let me uh you know just <laughs> buy uh, any pots. Yes, any Annie pots. pots. And I love Annie Potts. You know, remember we talked about Annie Potts like on the one of our very first episodes because she was one of my favorite characters in um Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink, yes, 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 yes. Pretty in Pink. <laughs> like <laughs> I love like anything that she's in. She's just like yeah. I, I love her voice and her energy and what she brings to the character. So that uh Bo Peep definitely on my top two. And of course, she she was fun in the Ghostbusters films as well. Yeah, and she kicked butt. She kicked butt in Toy Story 4. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the funny thing is, is three or four of our favorite characters are from Toy Story 4, and we didn't even really talk about that film. Yeah, but we it, didn't. You know, like, we think that they could have ended it with three. We thought that they were going to because they, like, majorly tricked us. And then... But four came like, along, and then you're like surprised and delighted because yeah, because then it, they bring us these new characters. Good. They bring Forky. us Andy Potts back as Bo Peep, and she kicks yeah. butt. Um, and so, and it was just a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So my number two, I'm going to go back to kind of piggyback on what you said earlier. One of yours. Um, I'm going to do Mike and Solly as a combo. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cheat and use my, my loophole. So Mike (laughs) and Sully is a combo and they, oh my word, they just had amazing chemistry. Um, just, it's just, just whenever I, I just remember seeing that the first time and I was like, oh my goodness, we're getting like the monsters point of view of when they (laughs) scared the kids. And then it was like, who thinks of this stuff? Like this is very creative. Let's have a scare factory where they get trained to go in and scare little kids. And then they, you know, and they get rewarded for it and stuff like that. It's just like, this is so funny. Like who would have thought, but Mike and Sully, I mean, John Goodman and Billy Crystal, uh, once again, I mean, you go from Toy Story with Hanks and Allen to Bugs Life, um, who only really had like Kevin Spacey was the major one. Yeah. But then you come back. I mean, and or and then you also have Monsters Inc. And then you bring in two yeah. two megastars again with John Goodman and, it's, and Billy Crystal. And it's like a good buddy comedy when they have yeah. characters that can play off of each other so richly and and really move each other along along both of their journeys. Like they each right. have their own separate character arc, but they also need each other in order to push that along. So. Yeah. That's my number two. I love them. I love them both together. I can't imagine like if they made like a, another movie with only one of them, I don't know if it would be as good. Like you need both of them together. Absolutely. I would definitely say that. Even though I like, like what about Wazowski? (laughs) (laughs) You like him better than I'm always more connected to the really positive and uplifting characters though. For some reason, I'm just really I love those little warm and fuzzy characters. (laughs) So speaking of the warm and fuzziest character ever to grace the screens of Pixar, my number one. (laughs) Okay. Drum roll, please. Which is funny. Okay. I'll just say it. Dory from Finding Nemo. Nice, nice. Dory is my favorite character, and I will tell you why. So many times in my life, I have repeated the phrase, just keep swimming. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just so, like, 
the scenes with Dory, even though she forgets everything, she is so memorable herself. I thought that's what you were going to say. So many times in my life, I have forgotten things and I have like <laughs> amnesia like Dory. I thought that's oh, what not you were going to say. No, I've said just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> that is awesome because that's my number one as well. No way. Dory we did not is, talk about this before. We did not share lists. In oh fact, my I think, God. I think Hollywood was just finishing her list when we were yeah. uh, doing our pre-discussions. But uh, yeah. Dory, yeah, that's my number one too. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres as Dory. such a fabulous job as that was character. iconic. Like, like that character is an icon to me. Yes, yes. And I, I can't even explain it because... I don't know. It's just, I have a heart for it so much. I love, I love Dory. I would, I would almost say besides maybe Buddy and what, Buddy and Buddy, Woody, Woody and Buzz Buzz. as I combine their names Uh um, and probably Dory. I think those would be like the three iconic, like the top iconic characters made by Pixar. If you had a Mount Rushmore of Pixar characters, Mm -hmm. You would probably have Woody and Buzz and Dory. And then your fourth one could be a toss-up. Maybe Mr. Incredible or maybe, you know, Wally or Ratatouille yeah, or something. Maybe but Ratatouille or Wally. Yeah. You definitely would have those top three at least. Yeah. And Dory's right there with Buddy and Wood. But Absolutely. Why do I keep saying Buddy? Woody and Buzz. Because <laughs> they're like buddies. I'm trying to ship them together. Word. I'm shipping their names. Shipping. <laughs> Yeah, that was my number one. So that's our um, top five favorite Pixar characters. And we both agreed. That, that was really sweet. Dory is our favorite. So that's that's so funny. Dory is um, number one. Dory is number one in our hearts. <laughs> um, all right. So let's transition to um, our sizzles and fizzles. Okay. Uh, this is the um, part of our show where we talk about kind of like what's what's what we like, what we dislike, what's hot, what's not um in current stuff right now you want to go with your sizzles sure i'll go with my sizzle um so this is something i've just been watching um well there's two things i will start with a film that is up for a bunch of awards and it um we got it on dvd from the library and i am jealous of the director for coming up with such a brilliant film (laughs) okay um, you got me intrigued. It is called Promising Young Women. Oh, okay. Have you heard of it? I, I've heard of it, but not seen it. Um, not women, woman. Promising Young Woman. And it, um, well, I shouldn't describe too much. I don't want to describe too much about it because I don't want to give too much away. But well, it is in it? about it's about a female and um, Carrie um, Mulligan. Okay. And she is taking, I guess you would call it revenge back on okay. and a little bit for, um, for their behavior. Basically, you know, it, it kind of flips the, it completely flips the script on the male gaze, you know, when guys are seeing women and exploiting them or whatever, uh, female, you know, when a female okay. would turn it around and exploit men or, take the story of what you think a good guy would be doing or a good man or someone who thinks of themselves as like, you know, a hero in their own right. But then what are they really doing? Just very fascinating and a very 
a timely and modern storyline and um from a female perspective like it was uh, chef's kiss to this oh. film Ooh. like it's adult it's a very adult films not for kids okay <laughs> but um but definitely look it up for um for a different perspective on um and the interactions of what we expect from women and men. So I'll say that. What was that called again? <laughs> Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. I'll have to check that out. And it's up for some Academy Awards as well, you yes. said. Yes. Okay, cool. cool. Um, actually, let me let me tell you, the director is named Emerald Fennel. Also, the other the other notable actress in this is Alison Brie. Oh, I and, like her. Um, so Carrie Mulligan and Alison Brie, Bo Burnham. It's, it's is from a uh, community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great people in the cast, but, um, definitely look it up. Um, it's actually at the cinema. Okay. It's actually out in the theaters right now. Promising okay. young woman. I did see it. I believe I was at a Walmart or a target the other day and I did see it on the, mm-hmm. on the, um, the DVD. Rack, uh, yeah. So. And the, like racks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a really great film. I, I just, I will I be sure to to, that out. is the kind of movie I want to make. <laughs> oh, come on, Hollywood. Let's go. What was your other sizzle? Uh, my other sizzle is this I've been watching on HBO Max. It is um they are four seasons of this show called The Great Pottery Throwdown. Oh. And I didn't I had never heard of this show until I just kind of came across it on HBO Max when I was scrolling through. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. My husband and I are both obsessed with it now because you just never really think that much about pottery, but this is a competition <laughs> show with the people making different ceramics and um, pots and like dishes. And then they do different like types of structures. And I- I- I'm amazed at like the artistry and the designs. And of course it's British. So just like the great British bake off, it's like these people are so endearing and they're so sweet and nice and like, but then proper at the same time. So I love it. So that's, that's something to check out. It's called the great pottery throwdown. Great pottery throwdown. All right. Okay. Not too bad. I have uh, four sizzles. Um, so number one, I'm a huge fan of the walking dead and I think we talked about this on the last episode. They were going to have six extra episodes to add to the season 10 um, before they go into season 11, which is the final season. Now, the first five extra episodes weren't all that great. They were kind of kind of iffy, hit and miss. But this, mm-hmm. this last extra episode called Here's Negan, it was all about Negan. And he's kind of the major bad guy, or he right. was, um, in the Walking Dead universe. And it was kind of like how he, how we get to learn about him and he carries around a bat that's covered in barbed wire. And right. so, and it's named Lucille. So we kind of get the meaning behind the bat and why it's named Lucille. And that was because it's the character's wife who passed away from cancer. Um, he named a bat after her, but it is really good. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. And he got to, because of COVID and stuff, they needed to bring in someone 
to work with him as his wife through all this pandemic stuff. And so they actually brought in his real life wife, who's an actress. They brought her in and added her to the cast. And so she got to play Negan's wife, uh, Lucille, on the show. And so they got to film all their stuff like together. And uh, and it was just so touching. And so it just was really cool to see them get to work together. Uh-huh. And, and they they kind of take us on like flashbacks on like their relationship uh, before she ends up dying. And and then what happens to make him become Negan the bad guy. So it's it was really, huh. really good. Um, Giving it context yes or pretext i guess right yes Hmm. it was so good so if you're a walking dead fan uh i definitely encourage you to check Check out that that, um that last extra episode of season 10 um here's negan uh my number two sizzle is and i might have mentioned this before i apologize if i did but we are currently re-watching one of our favorite all-time shows uh, lost with our daughter and she is loving it and we are loving yes. kind of going back down that journey or going through that journey I should say now you know I remember was- the originally when when we were watching it way back that's when we were just yeah. becoming friends we were yes. new friends back when lost was on <laughs> we're talking like two thousand time ago right yeah. Uh, that's how long we've known each other since 2004. And yeah, and, and uh, obviously a lot of people didn't like how it ended or they're confused by the ending, but it's all about the journey and Lost takes you on an amazing journey. Um, and it's like, it was like the show that started it all. Like without Lost, you probably wouldn't have Walking Dead or Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. Like all of these major serial uh, you know, suspenseful True. shows mm-hmm. that's, that they, you know, that kind of started. That really, well, Twin Peaks was a Twin little Peaks, bit on. Yeah, but Twin Peaks was only on for like before. a year. And nobody watched it really. And nobody it watched was, it. Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden it became like a cult following. But Lost right. was like. Lost yeah. had a huge following. Yeah. yeah. And it had, it, a, really it, it had a huge cast of different varieties of people. Um, whether you know whether you were black or Asian or Australian or Iraqian or whatever, like they had all different kinds of um, people, and so that was one of the first shows to do that. And my daughter's absolutely loving it. And we're on season three now, so we're we're loving going down uh, that memory lane um, of Lost with her. Um, my number three, I am a huge fan of a musical group called Pentatonics. Yes. They got their brand new CD, Pentatonics, yeah. The Lucky Ones. Um, and if you ha- if you haven't learned by now, I'm big into the music scene. Um, and so Pentatonics, the whole, I mean, they used to do everything like acapella. Um, you know, they've kind of gotten off of that a little bit. But I love, I've been, I, I feel like I've been with them since the beginning. I remember seeing them on a acapella singing competition called The Sing Off. Yes. And they were amazing. I, I fell in love with them. And so every time they come out with a new CD or a new song on YouTube or whatever, I'm always checking them out. So definitely check that out. Pentatonics, the lucky ones, uh, their brand new CD. My other one is I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Um, I love <laughs> okay. the show. 
I love his stand-up. And he's got a brand new book out called Is This Anything? And that's what the Seinfeld book is called. And basically, so you could probably find it at your local bookstore or whatever, but it's a lot of his stand-up material that never really got put in the show or never got published. It's really, it's really like a bunch of scraps of all different ideas that never made it. Yeah. And plus, I think he added in some new stuff as well, but the book is called Is This Anything? Um, Definitely check that out. I can't wait until my life can get less crazy right now to where I can actually sit down and read it. So I think we're going on vacation here in a few months. Uh, That's going to be my book as I'm lying on the beach. Um, My book (laughs) of choice. So, so check that out as well, but that's, uh, and then, so fizzles, what do you think? You got any fizzles? Usually we try to be positive people. I know it's really hard to come (laughs) up with with fizzles because I, I just don't like to talk bad about things, but I guess, I mean, soul, we already sort of gave it a fizzle. So I'm just going to say the movie soul. I just wanted more from you. I appreciate what you were trying to do, but I wish you could have given it more. So that's my fizzle. <laughs> my fizzle, I'm yeah, I'm going back to the Pixar list like you kind of did. And Soul is one of them. Um, I actually have, these are kind of like the five Pixar movies that I saw them once and uh, they just didn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soul was one of them. The Good Dinosaur. I think Hollywood, you actually like that one. Did you I like thought it was dinosaur? okay. It was yeah. okay. It was, it was sweet. It was there was like yeah. a lot of cute moments and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Incredibles two. Uh, it just wasn't as funny as the first one. Like we yeah. really loved the Incredibles, no. and it just kind of dropped off. Cars three. I kind of felt like okay, come on. Are, are we done with cars? Was that yeah. the one with the um the bus in the they they had like the um. Like the junkyard or whatever. Well, I, they all have junkyard. The um, monster truck rally and the oh, bus. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, so, I was like, eh, what? And then, <laughs> even though my wife and my daughters love it, I couldn't get into Brave. I wasn't really into Brave all that much. I really. Myself. That's another one that I really wanted to get into because technically, the 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 visuals of the hair, like at the time oh, when that yeah. came out was a huge deal. It was getting all this buzz because her hair looks so realistic with all the bouncy curls. I think they spent so much time working on that <laughs> and not the rest of like giving her a little more memorable right. storyline or character or whatever. Like her mom turns into a bear. <laughs> that's so funny. So that's my fizzle. I kind of went with the Pixar list. The, the movies that kind of fizzle out to me. So let's flip that. How about you and I give our sizzle top five, an extra bonus sizzle. Bonus. Five Pixar films. Yes. Of all time. So our favorite Pixar films. Um, how about I give you my list and then you can give me yours. Okay. So counting down my number five, I kind of had a tie uh, between Inside Out and A Bug's Life. We've already mentioned A Bug's Life yes. doesn't get the love, but... I think uh, I really like the characters. I really liked Kevin ba- or Kevin Spacey as Hopper. Um, and then I, Inside Out just had a lot of. I love the feelings, all the the emotions, characters, and it had a lot of. It was very colorful. So yes. I really enjoyed that. Number four for me would be Finding Nemo. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you're going to see a trend here because we're going to go basically with the originals, the OGs. 
So number four was Finding Nemo. Number three was The Incredibles. Two was Monsters, Inc. And number one would be Toy Story. So that would be like my five. Okay. Really? Yeah. So basically five, I gave you six. So five out of those six are the OGs. And then Inside Out is the other one I added into it. Okay. What, what's your uh, what's your top fascinating? Five? Okay, well, I start with my number five. Okay, I keep tossing up between The Incredibles and Wally, so okay. I'm gonna start with The Incredibles as number five. Okay, um, because I really enjoy it. I love that it's the whole family of superheroes. Right really enjoyable like i have watched that movie several times just for fun like i do enjoy that and i like Um, uh, i like the villain in that one too i like um uh the villain in that one played by jonah hill yeah (laughs) oh my god i forgot jonah hill yeah he does a really good job um and and then so number four would be wally okay love wally but the other ones i just feel higher up on my list have a little more impact on me like you know, just for me, for my soul. So then number three is Finding Nemo. Okay. All right. Finding Nemo. I I like the films that have a little more deeper meaning sometimes or some of that really touching, like deeper quality to them. So um, Finding Nemo is number three. I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my number two is Inside Out. Oh, okay. I love, I really like Inside Out. And like I said, I love the characters of joy and sadness. And just, I love that Pixar went there Mm -hmm. with children and your feelings and explaining how some of these emotions work together and how they fight against each other in your brain. And I thought that was just a really important um, way to help children cope with some of their their big feelings and stuff. So, and, and it helps adults cope with their big feelings too. Oh, so yeah. I <laughs> really connect to those <laughs> and drum roll number one for me, number one. And it's really just the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and you, you probably know why now is up. Oh, I, okay. every single time I see the beginning of the movie up, I cry. I ball like a baby and between like, him and his wife. Yeah, because that's yeah. my life. That's me and my that's me and my husband. So, um, and we, you know, you make the best out of life, but it's so beautiful and sad, right, <laughs> and it just right. makes me cry every single time. So, and for them to put that kind of a story into a movie for me is it, it's so nice to actually be seen because. I'm not seen like me as a person who is not a mom to have a character in a movie. It's, it's really special. So I really appreciate that about Pixar and I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> so you didn't even have toy story or monsters Inc in your top five, huh? Not when I think of overall. Okay. Okay. Like of all the films to choose from is really tough. It is. Really so tough. I do really like those characters but i like to think like on a deeper sense of like what it means to me and my meaning in my life i am connected to these other films more all right you heard it first yeah toys and and yeah like buddy you know like 
being buddies and toys or like the idea of like scaring people. Yeah. I like those little, those stories, but what I connect to and what I take away with me and I take and stuff that comes into my head, scenes that I remember and I play back in my head that have meaning. That's, that's what made this list for me. I like it. I like it. Hollywood going deep, deep thoughts. Hollywood. Deeper. <laughs> All right. So ladies and gentlemen, that is basically our show uh, all about Pixar. Uh, We're huge fans of uh, Pixar. um, And as you can tell, um, so our next episode, season two, episode three coming out will be all about mockumentaries and Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. So (laughs) I had to sing it. I don't know why. We like may or may not have a pop culture shock roundtable with a couple special guests mm-hmm. who also enjoy Christopher Guest movies as we talk about the classic This is Spinal Tap, A Mighty Wind, Best in Show, and Waiting for Guffman. So yes. those are going to be our next four movies that we will review. Uh, Christopher Guest and his, basically his band of misfits because he it seems like he has a lot of the same people and a lot, a of, lot the of the same actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and Parker Posey and uh, John Michael Higgins and just to name a few. But um, mm-hmm. so be sure to check that out. Uh, our next episode, Christopher Guest mockumentaries. Um, but other than that, be sure to check our, out our Facebook page, Pop Culture Shock. Uh, vote for the movie Love Song Tournament. Um, we will add that link for Khan Academy so you can go online and take the Pixar courses. Um, definitely check out some of the Pixar films that we've been talking about if you haven't already or go back and, uh, and take another look at them. But other than that, I believe that's about it. You can find us on Facebook. You can find me at Ben Gavitt on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, Hollywood. I am on Instagram at Hollywood801. All right. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for going down Pixar uh, memory lane with us. Uh, Have a good day. Until next time. You got a friend in me. (laughs) I had to end with a little Randy Newman, right? Right, right. (laughs) It's a great day to watch a movie. See you later. Bye.